1: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend Rhino in the Super Talk Studios, kicking off your week, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Well, how was the weekend? It had its
2: ups and downs. I got a phone call Friday night from my dad saying he was paying a surprise visit to town and was going to treat me to lunch on saturday so got to look forward to that and got up saturday and got ready to go see dad and get some lunch and i uh, got a letter from the landlords yeah. saying i gotta be out
1: by may one just a random unexpected letter from the I, landlord. yeah
2: out of the blue i mean not completely unexpected because i've been there for 12 years yeah. and been along the same rental rate haven't had to deal with any up up charges or anything like that and well they've since i've been there 12 years they've renovated and remodeled every other apartment they have i got so uh yeah it's just it's time sorry to hear that yeah well at least i got plenty of forward notice yeah
1: so you uh thinking about obviously making a move you got any idea where you might go
2: i'm looking i'm talking to everybody getting a bunch of feelers out there for some good deals but uh Luckily, I have, I've lived in a two-bedroom for a long time, but I've had roommates the majority of that time, so I didn't accumulate so much stuff that it won't fit in a one-bedroom, because that's all I need yeah. is a one-bedroom for me and porch cat. <laughs> that's really the only limiting factor is finding a pet-friendly apartment, but uh, those are
1: more plentiful than I thought they would be. So i I got to ask you, since you're in shopping mode, what does that cost? What's a typical, say, two-bedroom apartment? A uh, two-bedroom
2: apartment in the Jackson Metro area, you're looking at anywhere from 800 on the lower end to, uh, and this is market value. Yeah. I, was, I was getting a better deal than this. Okay. Uh, 800 on the lower end up to anywhere around 1500 1600 for some of the nicer places for a two-bedroom. Gee whiz. Oh, yeah, per month. That's expensive. That's oh, expensive, yeah. as they say.
1: Now would that include you include utilities?
2: Uh some of them do, some of the higher end ones do. Uh it just depends on the location and the the people renting it. Wow.
1: I guess uh it's an old demand and supply thing, huh? Oh yeah. Not enough and I don't see a lot of new complexes being built. Not many under construction.
2: You see it in uh you see, the argument had in big cities or especially in Western states where you have a predominantly liberal population, but when it comes to putting their money where their mouth is, they don't tend to like building multifamily housing units in residential neighborhoods because it brings housing property values down. Well, I'll be darn. Statistically.
1: Well, I hope all that works out for you. I truly do. Uh, both of my adult children had been living in apartments for quite some time and, and both were able to make a move in, uh, into a home. And it got to a point where, based on the interest rates and so forth, you know, and the cost of a mortgage, uh, that I think ended up being less than rent, you know if you can, if you're ready for so, sort of a permanent uh, type move like that.
2: I've so, been I mean, looking anyhow. at houses and stuff, but yeah. uh, I think that's still just a little bit out of reach. I, I joked with a friend of mine that it's <clears throat> it was my 10-year plan to have a house or to to, to get into a house by, by the 10 years. Yeah. Probably going to have to bump that up to the five-year plan and maybe minimize my World Cup plans for 2026. <laughs> but uh, that's all right. Being responsible is being responsible.
1: Yeah, and of course you got this interest rate situation that's looming with the 10-year up to 1.8% today, if you guys are paying attention, and that is has prompted a sell-off in uh, both the Dow and the NASDAQ. In fact, the NASDAQ is now flirting with what would be considered a correction. It's just incredible. So Goldman Sachs comes out this morning and says... We think there might be four interest rate hikes next year. Previously, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell indicated in his last remarks, uh, his last presentation, I think we're going to see about three. Goldman Sachs is saying four. Nonetheless, the uh, it's because of inflation. Inflation is, is uh, running rampant. The Fed has really uh, two tools to used for that purpose, one in, in terms of monetary policy, one of those is interest rates, and the other is bond buying. And And so when it got the, the uh, labor report came out Friday, and even though only 199,000 jobs were created where economists were looking for 400,000, the unemployment rate, actually ticked down a little bit, which, which means that there are a lot of folks that have just exited the job market, just aren't looking to work. And it's tightening up the job situation considerably across the country, and that tends to have a, um, a, a an effect of raising wages to be competitive. Employers do so to try to get people to come to work Good for employees. It's uh, certainly a, a market that right now seems to be favoring those seeking work or seeking to change jobs. But all of that is inflationary. So the Fed says that we're going to have to raise interest rates to try to curb inflation and taper our bond buying program, which just makes money more available. Uh, in the uh, in the supply of money. Anyhow, all that is causing big-time market sell-offs today. Of course, the president will probably go on later talking about how great he is and how, how wonderful the economy is and take victory laps on behalf, on account. You know, i got to share with you, you know this Uber driver, again, just trying to find some positives out there. And there, and there are many, and we don't talk a lot about those. In, uh, in the world of news, I think, and even in political or opinion commentary. But this Uber driver we talked about that stayed with his teenage passenger during the um, the snow-slash-ice storm that essentially crippled I-95 in Virginia, turns out, stayed with this team actually when was able to move, took the teen to a hotel room and paid for it and called her parents to say she's here, she's fine, putting her away in a hotel room. That's a good person. Uber found out about it and did reimburse him. He wasn't looking for that. And remember, this is is his second job, part-time Uber driver. But nonetheless, it's a good soul. It's a good person. I think, to do so. You can imagine as a parent how worried you'd be about a teenager. And what happened was apparently she missed her train. The train didn't run or something, so she didn't know what to do. Was trying to get home, called an Uber, and that's how they connected. But I just wanted to pass that off. The other news over the weekend is Bob Saget passed away, found in his Orlando hotel age 65, was unresponsive, was at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando, found dead on Sunday. Of course, he, a full house television series fame and kind of considered America's father. Lots of praise uh, pouring in uh, for him, including by John Ramos, who co-starred with him in and it may the may series.
2: It may sound odd to say this, but I know from what I understand of Bob Saget and his personality, he would not mind the dude had one of the filthiest mouths on a comedian you've ever heard I, which uh, is what is so odd when you see him in stark contrast as this loving wholesome father figure on full house and then you watch a
1: stand-up and it's like oh where did he learn those words yeah what's the bar still sports god uh is it Dan? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, he... Portnoy? Portnoy, I think, yeah. I I, he, I think he was interviewed this morning early and, and was one of his friends. And he said that. He he revealed that, that even though he had this sort of wholesome father image on the program, that in, as part of his shtick, he uh, liked to use profanity quite uh Regularly. He was a big fan of a bit known as The
2: Aristocrats, which is a, right. a big, long-running joke in comedy circles that has a pretty formulaic beginning and ending, but how you get there is all up to interpretation and the creativity of the comedian, and uh, they did a whole documentary where Bob Saget is the through line. His aristocrat story is so long and so foul that they just give you snippets of it throughout the whole
1: documentary. Unbelievable. You you couldn't
2: handle it all in one dose. (laughs) It's unbelievable.
1: We will step aside for some messages here on Middays. When we return, we've got the Balsh and Bingham attorney Pepper Crutcher in the studio. We're going to discuss the uh, U.S. Supreme Court hearing, the arguments that uh, occurred this past Friday, get his thoughts on those, and where he thinks all this stuff's going. Pepper Crutcher in the studio next. Stay with us.
4: The cat sat on the Mind your own business.
6: Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean?
7: <laughs> no, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep
4: growing and to keep up with changing payroll
6: regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee related problems.
4: You know, I hear People Lease can help.
6: How can they help?
4: People Lease can handle our payroll,
7: taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24 7 online human resource
3: Hi, Chuck Smith here from Smith Brothers Body Shop. Smith Brothers has been proudly serving the Jackson Metro area since 1946. We consider you to be our friend to ensure the best experience possible. If you've chosen a body shop in the past because they were right around the corner and had a bad experience or you've been treated poorly elsewhere, come see what a difference quality service can make at Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call us at 601-353-5217. At Smith Brothers, you're more than a number. Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you.
8: You say goodbye and I say hello
3: With
0: Mercari, your unneeded things can find a new life
8: Hello, hello
0: Easily list and sell I know
8: why you say goodbye and I say hello
0: Or discover great finds Hello Buy or sell almost anything
8: You say goodbye and I say hello
0: Download Mercari on the app stores or at Mercari.com Mercari, your marketplace This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Volkswagen and Audi owners or lessees may be eligible to receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596.
6: Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Now back to midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Really Kicking off a brand new week, the second week of 2022. We're in the Super Talk studios. Joining us now, Pepper Crutcher. He's an attorney with Bosch and Bingham, a uh, longtime friend, and also uh, provided uh, much valuable uh, legal counsel with respect to uh, human resources and employment. Uh, for many years to my company. Appreciate that, Pepper. Did a fine job. But we wanted to have you in the studio today. We just had these hearings up there at the Supreme Court concerning the Biden vaccine mandates. You sent me a note kind of summarizing that after arguments were made. Uh, What do you think about what happened? At First, tell us exactly what is being contested. Uh, what are the mandates that are being contested, and then how do they get there? Well,
9: that's that's the great question that you're not hearing in the news. Um, the cases before the Supreme Court were really procedural and narrow on, on only two of the mandates. The CMS mandate that covers Medicare participants, yeah. the, the the providers who are participating in Medicare, and the OSHA mandate that covers currently employees – employers of 100 or more employees. And the question in the OSHA case was whether the court should reimpose the stay of enforcement of that rule, originally imposed by the Fifth Circuit and then reversed by the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeal. Mm-hmm. Not to rule on the mandate fully and finally, just should we stay enforcement, which, by the way, begins today, January 10th. Okay. Um, the question in the CMS case was was should they continue the stay imposed by the appellate court below of the CMS vaccination mandate. So a surprising amount of argument from the court was about whether or not vaccinations are good and how good are they. That really wasn't (laughs) being disputed. All the lawyers would try to bring the court back to the issue that's really being disputed, the narrow procedural points. By the way, the government's lawyers did a very good job I I frankly expect they might win on the CMS mandate. Hmm. I think it'll be narrow. They might win five to four. Hmm. Uh, I expect OSHA will lose, at least temporarily and at least in part. I suspect there will be a 6-3 majority against allowing OSHA to force employers to send people home if they haven't been fully vaccinated or won't agree to weekly testing.
1: Hmm. Send them home.
9: That's what what has to happen starting February 9th. Starting today, employers must have all the reporting, record-keeping, policy adoption in place and be tracking the vaccination status of employees. Hmm. And you can be cited for that if you don't do it starting today.
1: Do they have to submit that information to OSHA?
9: On request, if OSHA requests it, so you, you've got to keep this tracking spreadsheet yeah. that OSHA can ask you for. They can ask you for all the backup records. So, when you get your uh, your employee's little card, like all of us got when we got yeah. vaccinated, yeah, when, yeah. when they show you this and you take the the photo of it and you put it in your records, they can they can ask for the employees' cards uh, huh. as well. Your tracking spreadsheet. They're they're trying to generate data on what percentage of the workforce is fully vaccinated.
1: Uh, so uh, I assume though that the details of what the record keeping uh, must look like are those regulations or the, is that guidance standards? included in the regulations in the OSHA rules.
9: If you look at the federal uh, register on November 5th, 2021, you will see a r- rule that's about 6 pages preceded by a preamble that's 150 pages <laughs> and you <laughs> don't course. really know you don't really know what the rule says unless you read the whole darn preamble. Oh <laughs> gosh.
1: So employers with more than 100 employees have got to go hire counsels. What they got to do? 100
9: or more or you you got to buy somebody's uh, template set a policy documents tracking <laughs> spreadsheet i'm selling one but all my competitors are too <laughs> uh, oh <my laughs> surprisingly what what, what, we're, what we're all finding is everybody's waiting till today because everybody's hoping there'll be an uh, a the court order administrative orders staying the osha mandate at least until they are have have time to write full opinions. And they're hoping and I think it's a pretty good hope that we might see that today. I, I've been refreshing my phone yeah. about every five minutes looking for it. I'll do it again okay. right
1: now. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So they could come out and, and stay that requirement of employers until final rulings are yes. handed down. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And that's so that's a long shot, maybe, but you think it's not.
9: Uh, I, I I will be surprised if they don't – I don't know if they'll do it today, but I'll be surprised if they don't reimpose at least part of the original injunction until they can write full opinions. Okay.
1: So I know, obviously, you you have many clients that uh, would, would uh, fit into this category of requiring to comply. Are they doing it? Um, many of them are. Okay.
9: Um, the ones who are caught in the real bind are the employers who know – that if they send the message to their employees that we're going to have to send you home unless you're fully vaccinated, those employees won't wait to be sent home. In this market, they will quit. Already happening. Yes, unfortunately, it's already happening. I might have told you this story when I was here last time, but a large employer in the southeast U.S. with about 28,000 employees ran a vaccination encouragement program uh, spring and summer of this last year. Offered $1,000 per employee to anybody who wasn't vaccinated who would get vaccinated. These are people who are making 15 to $25 an hour. They thereby up their vaccination percentage from 37
1: to 41%. 4% by 4% giving a grand.
9: By giving a grand. That tells you how strong is the feeling yeah. of people who don't want to be vaccinated. Sure. Those people will quit.
1: Yeah. And it's not really clear. That it was because they gave him a thousand bucks. Could have been other reasons that caused them to decide, okay, I'm going to get vaccinated. Right. (laughs) Okay. So trying to buy them off doesn't doesn't seem to work. For
9: that employer and with that demographic and that um, classification of wages, it did not work like they hoped it would.
1: Wow. Well, all right. So you had shared with me you thought ultimately the final decision may be that employers will be part of it is survives is sustained part of the the um i guess the requirement the, the order is really what it is order to osha to implement these policies is that kind of the legal aspect of that I, I, the I, sus-
9: I suspect there going to be there's going to be a near term outcome and a longer term outcome okay. I, I think the near term outcome is osha will be allowed to force everything except the mandate to send people home if they haven't been vaccinated or weekly tested okay Um, before that final order comes down, I expect OSHA, however, to convert this emergency temporary standard to a regular old federal rule, which in a regular old federal rule is judged under much more lenient standards than an emergency temporary standard. So most of the argument Friday in the Supreme Court in the OSHA case was about words that appear only in the emergency statute, the word emergency, the word reasonable, the word grave, grave danger. Um, it, it, those words aren't relevant to regular old rules, which receive a great deal of deference. I think OSHA, if it sees the train coming down the track, they're going to jump off. They're going to jettison the emergency hmm. temporary standard. They'll convert it to a regular Administrative Procedure Act rule, and they will then ask for a much more lenient
1: review. Okay. Well, that's interesting no. so there the So does the Supreme Court, the, does it consider emergency versus standard the only, differently, legal, from a legal perspective? Yes.
9: Yes. Okay. They're actually different statutes. What OSHA is proceeding under right now is a statute that is in the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970. Normally, when any administrative agency makes a rule, they proceed under the Administrative Procedure Act. What OSHA did in this case is to do both on November 5th the same time, okay. and, the, and, and they're enforcing right now the emergency temporary standard, but they've said the final rule is coming, and it can come as soon as January 19th. That's the end of the comment period. That's a week from Wednesday. A week from Wednesday, or the next day, OSHA could say emergency temporary standard is out. All the litigation about that is irrelevant. We're now enforcing the final rule, regular old rule under the Administrative Procedure Act. Mm. And the... The the whole process might have to start again.
1: Hmm, man. All right. So I've talked to a number of members of the Mississippi legislature. I think every single one of them says this issue is number one in terms of what they get called about. It's the top issue, is opposition to the mandates, concern about that. Many of them calling for the state to act and to enact some sort of law that it, uh, essentially uh, does not require or nullifies the federal requirement. How does that work?
9: Well, if if you come down on the side of OSHA has power to do this, then you have to conclude
1: that its power to do that displaces contrary to state regulation. So then, in, in effect, the law really would have – uh, no power had no effect.
9: It's something that courts reviewing the regulation will look at to determine the consequences,
1: but it doesn't receive a lot of weight. Oh my gosh.
9: If OSHA can regulate commerce in this way, then states have to give way.
1: You wanna hang around, we got a break here. I got have I, to. I got a couple more questions about from an employer perspective and how they manage through this and and uh, get your comments on what uh, at least one of the justices had to say that turned to be just blatantly false during the Just one? (laughs) Just one, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We'll be back. We've got uh, Pepper Crutch, your attorney with Bosch and Bingham, in the studio. We're talking about the vaccine mandates. Middays will return.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 53. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 31. Your Tuesday brings sunny skies, high near 54. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 33. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
6: If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including Heat & Glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your Heat & Glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in
3: Flowood.
7: This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primos here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon.
10: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
5: There's a difference between teaching the tough history that we have in the past and, and trying to, you know, blame some kid that shows up in an elementary school for all the evils of the past. Senator
10: Angela Hill told us she hears from people in the school system that CRT is being taught in Mississippi. She plans to drop a curriculum transparency bill this session that prevents and has an enforcement mechanism for schools that continue to teach it. The Congressional Redist- the restricting plan approved in the House heads to the Senate this week. The maps have to be redrawn after each census based on population shifts. Representative Jim Beckett cautions that when you take a look at the new map, it might look like some of the districts are a lot larger than others, but they're population-based, not land-based. We lost 65,000
11: 65, people approximately in the 2nd District. all the others in there was no choice but to add population. I'm Kelly Bennett.
6: Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash
12: business. Jake Mangum here.
11: Thank
1: you so much for joining us midday, Super Talk Mississippi. We've got attorney Pepper Crutcher in the Super Talk studios. We're talking about the Supreme Court hearings on the vaccine mandate. So, Justice Sotomayor, she is uh, under fire, I think is the polite way to put it. First, for overstating. The number of children that are currently hospitalized with COVID, she said 100,000 and said many, quote, many are on ventilators. And that's been proven totally false. It's more like 3,500 of which only a handful are on ventilators. According to the CDC yesterday. Uh, According to the CDC. Although CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, when questioned about it by Brett Baer, she didn't really seem to want to go down that path. She she kind of, well, I mean, she kind of stu- stuttered and stammered. Oh, well, yeah, but and then she went on to her case for you know what they're trying to get done on the vaccine front, vaccination front. She also said that Omicron is as um, as powerful and produces deadly is deadly as deadly. That's right. That's what the word she used as Delta, and that's pretty much been established and I think agreed to in the scientific community not to be the case. Uh and and based on outcomes that it appears, I mean the data supports that it's not. So why do you think she would make how, first of all, could a sitting Supreme Court justice, an intelligent person with all of this information widely available to any of us, honestly, why would they, why would she make such a mistake my, my statement fir- like my that?
9: First just gut level reaction was, how did she get on the Supreme Court? How can somebody that <laughs> ill informed? And, and then I thought, no, she's a Yale law graduate. She, she there was a there was a reason behind what she was doing. Was she just trolling us? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she was having fun with us. Uh, I don't know. Was was she saying things she thought would in, improve the debate from her side politically that she thought would be covered uncritically? And therefore, was she making basically campaign statements for for these regulations? I don't know. But I do know this from a lawyer standpoint. The government's lawyers were doing a good job. And time and time again, because of things she said from the bench and to less extent, Justice Breyer, they had to get off message and and go try to dig out of a hole because of things she said. Um, Justice Kagan helped out some justice kagan performed very well too. justice kagan directly addressed the strongest points of the other side you could tell she made up her mind but she was genuinely trying to make sure she understood what the other side was arguing Mm -hmm. you didn't get that from justice sotomayor or justice kagan and and i don't know why because i think they would have helped their side better if they had taken the justice kagan approach Hmm.
1: well it it almost seems that you may even made a comment off the air that I don't mind sharing. Is it was it intentional? I mean, to to try to get us all riled up. Say, see, see, see. But this, as you said earlier in the last segment, that's not what's at issue here, right? That's not the, the what's being challenged from a legal perspective. Is uh, is it? I mean, does it? Is the government's case strengthened by the fact that? Uh, this is a, a serious health problem? Does that enter into the equation? Well, that, w- that was Justice Breyer's
9: entire subject for all, the whole day of okay. argument. Uh, you know, the Chief Justice, Justice Roberts, normally is very reserved in his comments and questions, uh, and especially in cases where he's going to be a deciding vote. Okay. But after a couple of things that Justice uh, Sotomayor said, he jumped in on the OSHA mandate case with both feet and started making some pretty strong statements and asking some very pointed questions, Um, one of which was, uh, are we supposed to ignore that every federal agency that's got any sort of regulatory power is issuing a vaccine mandate? Isn't this an example of the federal government trying to do what it doesn't do, which is to exercise a general police power because it doesn't have authority to do it? Are they just calling these agencies regulations when they're really trying to act like a state government ordering the population to be vaccinated. Yeah. If, if the CMS mandate goes down, I think it'll go down on those grounds, because on its own, hmm. just looking at in isolation, the CMS mandate had a pretty strong argument made by uh, the Solicitor General.
1: Hmm. So it, is this a situation, you think, Pepper, that if the Supreme Court w- were to rule in favor of the government, is this some sort of so-called slippery slope? That would uh, just kind of set the precedent for government, uh, certainly at the executive order level, to impose anything sort of out there. Like I
9: think this. that's the way Justice Roberts understood the OSHA argument. And I, I think I remember correctly, he jumped in with both feet after uh, Justice Sotomayor agreed with the petitioner's counsel that, of course, uh, OSHA could regulate employers to address a general societal risk of terrorism. There's, there's no, literally no limit of what OSHA can regulate society about as long as they can find the regulation to doing it through employment. Yeah. That, I think, greatly disturbed Justice
1: Roberts and others on the
9: court, which you know, confirmed their worst fears about the slippery
1: slope. Yeah. All right. So what about the uh, the federal contractor mandate? That was the third of, of the not, three. It was not argued. Not argued. What's the, what's the status
9: of that? Uh, there are injunctions in place. It's working its way up, but it's behind uh, the proceedings for the CMS mandate and OSHA mandate. And frankly, I'm not paying attention to it right now for that reason.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the concerns, of course, is that in Mississippi, the, uh, the Board of Institutes of Higher Learning acted requiring the institutions uh, to instate the mandate in accordance with the, the rule that was issued by the White House but now that that's been enjoined, there are many citizens that are calling for them to take a change of stance on that. Right.
9: And I think the universities have, haven't they? I don't know. I think I think the universities have. Okay. I, mean, I think they
1: they've stayed that requirement of university employees. Okay. Well, appreciate that. I wasn't aware. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but what about an organization that is a federal contractor, but also an employer that meets the hundred employee standard? Yeah, yeah. So so the rules need to talk to each other. Uh and, and that
9: will have to be worked out administratively. Uh so uh OSHA before they rescinded their health care vaccination mandate, uh, they said that your your general mandate won't apply if you're covered by the healthcare vaccination mandate. They've now rescinded that. They've left the record keeping in place. Okay. The one they established last June. Um but they're now saying all of all
1: of you will now be covered by the general OSHA emergency temporary standard. Mm, gosh. What a mess. It is. It's a total mess. All right, so this is something else that occurred to me. There are a lot of those in the medical and scientific community that are predicting that perhaps as early as two weeks, we may be sort of past this this surge in, and on the downside of the spread and the cases and so forth and uh, in, in entering kind of the endemic phase. It, it seems to make this even less necessary, uh, is that something that yeah. enters into the argument? Yes, it did, uh, on, especially under the OSHA statute, where the, the words
9: reasonable, necessary, grave danger, yep. emergency. Uh, but but the counterargument to that is, look, we can't be basing what the law is on transient facts that may or may not apply two weeks from now. Uh, if the government has power to do this, then they have power to do this. If they don't have power to do this. They don't have power to do it regarding how pressing the circumstances are.
1: Yeah, I hear you. But, uh, you know, I think put me down in the camp that says, you guys hadn't understood this from the beginning. Why don't you just come out and say, we just don't know. There's just a lot of stuff we don't know. We learn more and we adjust. But every time they adjust, they never go back and say, sorry, we called that wrong. And this is our kind of updated guidance and standards. That seems to be embedded in this entire deal. Honestly. I, I mean, is, do you not see that? Sure When, when, you do.
9: when I was a brand-new lawyer, I had a <laughs> meeting with the regional director of the National Labor Relations Board in New Orleans, uh, who is an old curmudgeon, uh, but he liked to talk to young lawyers. And so he said, here's what you will find true about our agency. We may often be wrong, but we will always be consistent. <laughs> if we're wrong to start with, we're going to be wrong all the way to the Supreme Court. <laughs>
1: that i think pretty much characterizes what has been the case here they're never going to admit they were wrong i know that's but i think people are just tired of that i think people are are generally they'll give you a break that they're receptive and i think respectful of those who come out and are just honest about it we just don't seem to be getting anything that is is consistently honest. It's just okay. Here's the updated deal. Take it, well, and or you know, or we're going to find you. Uh,
9: that's, that's one a, of the things I've liked about how Thomas Dobbs has handled things in Mississippi. Uh, I, I've gotten the impression that he's doing his best to level with the public.
1: Okay, uh, we got the music playing, which means we're about out of time. Quick question: Are there fines imposed or still in place for employers? Let's say that the end result is you got to do all this record keeping, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Do you get fined for something there?
9: Yes. The good news is OSHA doesn't have enough inspectors uh, to be (laughs) able to catch everybody or even most of everybody. Thank goodness. Um, But, yes, starting today, you can be fined for not having the record-keeping in place. Okay.
1: But that's not the same as the $13,600 per Per series violation, yes. Okay. It is. Oh, my gosh. More government. Pepper, appreciate you coming on and unraveling all that stuff for you, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you more. We'll take a break here on Midday's uh, final segment, first hour coming up.
13: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. What
3: if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, wh- what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore
9: its youth.
0: Hey, there's hair. Your window tint headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
8: Watching Taxlayer calculate your refund feels like... Climbing to the apex of a roller coaster. Here we go! And flying down the track. Maximum refund speed. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. Taxpayer, file fearlessly.
13: This is the opening agri market report at the open of the New York Cotton Exchange. March cotton was up 41 to 115.53. May cotton was up 44 to 113.32. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down 18 and three quarters to 13.91 and a half per bushel. May soybeans were down 19 and a half to 13.99 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down six and a half to six and a quarter per bushel. May corn was down six and a quarter to 601 and a half per bushel. At the market till February live cattle was down 42 to 136.90. April live cattle was down 95 to 141.10. March feeder down 95 to 165.72. April feeders down a dollar to 169.87. At the open, the Dow Jones down 476 points, thirty five I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
0: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Overlook Farms.
5: Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef turkey of the month? A minute?
0: (laughs) I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently.
5: If now's not a good time...
0: Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got?
4: Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno...
0: Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions.
1: Thank you so much for joining us here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. You're getting lots of advice on how to handle your apartment situation there, aren't you? I appreciate it. I mean, <laughs> many
2: hands make light work. Yeah. Exactly. So if there's somebody that's got a good deal or an inside track that I wouldn't happen to find, hey, let me know. Sure
1: on the c spire text line which is 601-879-4395 my two-bedroom apartment in pearl on the brandon side of town is 1380 bucks a month that's incredible i have been fortunate
2: and that's why i can't really be all that upset even though i hate to leave because after spending 12 years in the same place it, it feels like home yeah i've had a great deal for over a decade and uh they, the landlords need to get it up to code and be able to make market value on it so i can't yeah. be too non i mean it'll i'm looking for all the silver linings on it because there are so many good things that can come from this it it'll be nice to have a fresh start a fresh start in a new place i'm probably not going to have to deal with the water heater just sitting in the middle of my kitchen <laughs> probably going to have its own little location <laughs> Stuff like that.
1: I had an apartment when I was uh, when I got out of school and I went to work, based in New Orleans, and I had an apartment in Metairie at a complex called Fox Run. When we went down there to the Super Bowl, uh, Sugar Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl, I uh, drove around it and uh, took a couple of uh, nostalgic photos. But it was three hundred bucks a month for a two bedroom, two bedroom, two bath. It was nice, except they could not get rid of the water roaches. You know, the little water roaches? Oh, yeah. Just couldn't get rid of them, which are prevalent in that area, anyhow.
2: Um, but it's like wood roaches in Mississippi.
1: Yeah, exactly
2: it's just they're you hard got the to contain big roaches, there's not a whole lot you can do about that if you got trees around little roaches yeah clean up after
1: yourself but yeah. the big roaches <laughs> you just stuck with those david in west point on the ceasefire text line hate to hear that rhino i got told last year in early february that i had to be out by the end of march mm. simply because the landlord's grandson wanted to live in my house huh that's crazy wow Rhino, you should check out them cabins on Shuckers on the (laughs) Rez. How about that? I'll go get the booster this week, says Jeff, if somebody will give me $1,000. Referring to uh, Pepper's story of a large employer, 28,000 employees, I think he said, and they offered $1,000 to get vaccinated. And it, uh, it ticked up the vaccination rate by four points, 37 percent to 41 percent. Bo in Indianola says, if this decision goes down party lines, will we see an attempt to pack the court? I think that is looming out there regardless, Bo. The, uh, I think there is a strong desire on the part of the Democrats to pack the court. Absolutely, I do. Uh, and we'll, I don't know if this will sort of change that or accelerate that, intensify the efforts there. I'm 60 years old. I, I, I smoke and drink and a little and got tested positive last Thursday. I only felt bad for half a day. Ain't nothing to it, Keith and Vaden. I hear you, Keith, and, I, I, uh, man, that's great that um, you didn't have too bad of a bout with it. I unfortunately know too many people that did. And, uh, and even died, including family members and friends. Uh, so I just think it just appears that everybody has, has a, a different level of illness. And it, is, it does seem to be, because I, I can't tell you the number of people, it's a, a large number in the last couple of weeks I've talked to kind of in my circles, that have tested positive. Some are totally asymptomatic some are reinfection some are unvaccinated some are vaccinated um but nobody that that i've talked to that has shared that they have serious disease severe illness which is good nobody that i know that has had to go to the hospital be hospitalized all of that's good and i think that's consistent with the uh, opinion consensus opinion. I, I think it's fair to say in the medical and scientific community that this variant is not as potent. There, uh, there, had, there is a report coming out of Cyprus, I believe, that now Delta and Omicron have gotten together to form a new variant. You heard that one? <laughs> not to be confused with the Fluorona. Right. That's right. This is two of the the strains of the same virus combining to form this new variant. I think this is just another another example of what we don't know and what is possible. Part of nature. And no, the President of the United States can't just shut it down. We're going to take a break for Super Talk News and Fox News here on middays. When we come back, we're going to play the audio of Fox News correspondent Brett Baer. Asking CDC Director Rochelle Walensky about Justice Sotomayor's uh, inaccurate statements during the hearing last week. Stay with us.
6: Foster. Thousands of schools and daycares nationwide have had to close due to coronavirus-related outbreaks and staff shortages in Philadelphia.
10: Students at more than 90 schools will not be in their classrooms this week. Instead, they'll attend classes virtually. Union officials with the Philadelphia Federation of Teachers say more than 90 percent of Philadelphia schools reported staffing shortages and more than half say they lack
4: access to testing supplies.
6: Fox's Tonya J. Powers. Bob Saget, dead at 65, is remembered by his co-stars on the sitcom Full House.
4: Candace Cameron Bure, who played his on-screen daughter DJ, calling him one of the best human beings I've ever known in my life. With Uncle Jesse's John Stamos writing, I am gutted. And Uncle Joey's Dave Coulier posting, my heart is broken. The actor and comedian also mourned by other celebs, with Billy Crystal calling him one of the funniest and sweetest people I have ever known.
6: Fox's Lauren Fokker. America's listening to Fox News.
10: I'm Kela Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Regardless of your stance on vaccines, Representative Dan Eubanks thinks anytime you can legally discriminate against someone, we should all be concerned. He'd like to see a ban on vaccine passports.
6: Probably the number one issue that I've dealt with over the last six months with uh, nurses and with uh, folks that have worked for businesses like Ingalls and all that that have government contracts, and yeah. and just. I'm about to lose my job, and I'm, have to, I'm having to go against my conscience or go against my faith or go against any of those things.
10: The Mississippi Veterans Home at Collins will hold an on-location job fair Thursday, January 13th from 9 to 2. They're looking for nursing professionals, housekeeping, social workers, drivers, and administrative hires. You can call 601-765-0403 for more information.
8: I'm Kelly Bennett. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers and their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers
7: customers a whole home energy upgrade the propane energy pod builder incentive program what's the propane energy pod it's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes not only is it good for homeowners it's good for builders too all propane homes on average are valued up to five percent higher than all electric homes
10: energy for everyone propane visit mspropane.com Eliminating the state income tax remains a top priority of House Speaker Philip Gunn. Governor Tate Reeves believes doing so would improve our state's competitiveness.
11: When you look at states like Texas and Tennessee and Florida, all three states that we compete with every single day for capital investment and job creation and bringing better and higher paying jobs to our state, uh, and all of them have an advantage over us because they do not have an income tax.
10: The Omicron variant is said to be more contagious than Delta. Thankfully, most folks that test positive experience mild symptoms. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says it's hard to predict when this fifth wave will plateau.
3: Hopefully it won't be too much longer until we sort of max out. I mean only so many people can catch it, right? But
12: you know, how long it takes to sort of the back end is I think is a tougher question. We you know we've got some weeks ahead of us of severe stress, and the health system especially is going to be going through a lot of pain. I'm Kelly
10: Bennett.
6: Losing power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Briggs and Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights on during a power outage. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601 932 5674 to discuss a standby generator for your home.
7: During The COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care. With many in rural areas having no access at all, Mississippi's archaic laws force MPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting.
6: Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Tune in
7: to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Supertalk Jackson
0: 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: with you here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi we thank you so much for joining us the C Spire text line of course 601-879-4395 let's see we've got the sports talk guys they're on the road today I do believe yeah this afternoon sports talk Mississippi will be at the sports book at the Pearl River Resorts Golden Moon Casino for tonight's national championship game grab a snack and place a wager for your favorite team and download the new pearl river resort sports book app that's sports talk mississippi at the sports book at pearl river resort's golden moon sports lounge today with over 20 big screen tvs you won't miss a second of the action it is pretty cool been over there sports betting had me
2: laughing pretty hard at my uh, buddy yesterday who's a huge packers fan Die-hard Packers fan. I don't have to worry about getting him a gift at all. I just find something green and gold, and he's good. <laughs> he had an under-bet on the Detroit yeah. Lions-Green Bay Packers game. And when it got to a certain score where... If the Packers came back to win, he was going to lose the bet. So, this diehard Packers fan (laughs) was cheering for the Packers to lose because he's like, We already got the number one seed locked up. We don't need to worry about it. Just go ahead and lose this game. I I could
1: use this money. He wanted to make a little dough. (laughs) It was all part of the parlay. I like that. It is pretty cool, though, the uh, sports book over at the Golden Moon. Really, really neat. We'll see where all that goes. You know, we had Senator Scott Delano on last week. It looks like there might be something in the works to perhaps expand sports betting in the state of Mississippi. I think, uh, was it New Jersey just enacted something to do so? Yeah, mobile sports betting, which uh, you
2: might have actually even seen during the college football season some commercials. I, I didn't notice it a whole lot during NFL games, but especially during college football, you had a lot of big production commercials pushing their new online app or their mobile app that you could use and I even to the point of hey well, I didn't I didn't realize that was legal downloaded it tried to load some money and
1: do something I was like oh wait I have to be on the property to use it yes I have to be on the price. geofence of yeah. course that's the that's the rule that's the pro- but it looks like there might be some adjustments made there and I think the senator's right the uh, the casino industry is uh, is still a very uh, meaningful and valuable industry in the state, so you got to be careful there. But there is probably something that could be done to uh, extend it out and enhance the opportunities for sports betting. You know, the lottery got the report. We get the reports every Monday, or excuse me, Sunday. And got the report last week, of course, was a big week, over $10 million of weekly sales. It averages about eight and a half, between eight and a half and nine per week. But that was because of the big multi-state Mega Millions Powerball jackpots. And, of course, sales tend to increase. And I believe the Mississippi Lottery Corporation is is uh, launching a brand-new game, a pick four game or a cash four game that's the state another state drawdown game that goes into effect will be launched tomorrow like to pick three yeah exactly Just with different odds yeah exactly and different i think different prices and different prizes prize level on the c spire text line gerard do you know if chronos payroll company will keep the ransom on their software i'm tired of keeping up with my time at work yeah chronos of course a uh a, a big time maker of uh, employee um, human resource technology uh, used to have a partnership with those guys when uh, in my company uh, they kind of started out making time clocks. You know the old puncher card and the time clocks, and that's evolved since then to be much more digital, uh, more digital experience and digital in nature. They're they're a big time company, and they did Got the biometric time clocks. Yeah, exactly but of course now you know there's all kinds of different ways of authenticating and there's no time clocks and i think there are even systems that once you're on the property if you if that's where you work every day it automatically clocks you in clocks you out all that sort of stuff but anyhow it's a, it's a time keeping system primarily is what it does and it interfaces with a number of payroll systems but yeah they did get hit with a big old bad nasty Uh, ransomware attack. I think this was sometime in uh, mid-December, and I don't know what they're doing about it right now. The the attack was specifically targeted at their cloud. They call it their Kronos private cloud solutions, and, and that is where several of the company's applications reside and are accessed and delivered from that environment, and I don't know what they're doing about it. I haven't seen any reports as to whether or not that is still causing problems for users if they intend to pay the ransom or if they've got a way to restore full operations without paying it. So I don't know. I appreciate you weighing in on that, uh, though, and, and letting us know about that. I wasn't even aware they were hit. Somehow I, that missed uh, the news that flowed through. My systems, but yeah, Kronos, big time company, r- really good folks, too, good company to work with, and great tools as well. Huh? We'll see. Uh, lots of Caesars commercials promoting something like that, I believe, talking about the mobile sports betting, that from Keith and JS. Yeah, I think I've seen some of that, too. Will we air the national championship game because it's not coming on regular TV? What's the plan on that, Rhino? I'm not sure. I think sure. it's on ESPN. Okay. So it's not on regular network off-air TV then? Right. Are we, uh, I don't think we we'll, we would be doing that since it's no, on ESPN. No, not unless we had a,
2: like, State or Ole Miss or somebody in it. Yeah. it would be the only way we would even think have a chance. But I think once you get to that point, it's whoever owns the broadcast rights
1: for the TV. I'm pretty sure they have the radio rights too. Okay. ESPN. For the big dog Probably. games like that. Yeah. On the ceasefire tax line from Gary and the Berg. Super Talk listeners don't get the virus nearly as much as folks who don't tune in. Hearing the truth gives immunity to all strains and inoculates us against left wing insanity. Appreciate that, Gary and the Berg. Gary, have you heard there's a shortage of golf balls? Golf pro, balls. Yeah. The pro at uh Sister Pro at my club yesterday uh, shared with me that we've had um, practice balls for the driving range on order since September and unable to deliver because one of the key components, materials in the manufacture process is uh, something called surlyn, S-U-R-L-Y-N, I believe is the spelling. That's the cover, the actual cover. The casing. Yeah, on the ball, you know, there's other stuff wound ball and so forth in, right. inside but anyhow so there's a serling shortage now i didn't go investigate that to determine where serling is manufactured and where it's sourced from but apparently can't can't get golf ball can't get range balls and i mean there i haven't seen that any of the retailers or online sources that sell golf balls i haven't seen any particular shortage but did share with me here we are five months later and can't get range balls.
2: Sounds like somebody needs to get out scuba gear and go <laughs> scoop up the bottom of the water traps.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you're right. Lostgolfballs.com. That's exactly what they do. They <laughs> they um, refurbish lost balls, of course, that are harvested. I mean, That's, that's got to be an interesting job. What's that?
2: Digging Everybody them. at the golf course wearing their golf course attire, and here you go flopping out in
1: flippers and a scuba suit. They pay divers literally to go, oh, yeah, fish those things out of the water.
2: I just got to imagine that's a funny sight when you're on the 13th <laughs> green. You look over
1: and there's Scuba Steve going into the water hazard in his Frogman suit, <laughs> digging up the the uh, the spent balls. Hey, some of those are mine, you know, in the water over there. Well, if i find in
2: with my initials, bring them on over.
1: <laughs> uh, but they seem to have plenty in stock. They're running promotions, which is uh, where they've got, I mean, all brands, all models, all styles and makes and so forth. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that. Um, there was something else. Oh, yeah, Jeff says, just remember, it's Donald Trump's fault with respect to this coronavirus situation. Seems like it. All right, we got some sound. We're, we're about to go to a break. We won't do it now. We'll do it when we come back. We've got the sound of Brett Baer asking uh, Rochelle Walensky uh, to comment on Justice Sotomayor's remarks concerning the number of children hospitalized due, uh, hospitalized due to COVID. She, she missed it just, just a bit, shall we say, with the numbers that she shared right there from the bench in the Supreme Court. But right now, it is time for a break on Middays. We'll return with that. Stay with us.
3: made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. A complete flight source is proud to announce
5: that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333 or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business.
11: Eight six four three seven five two. Hey, this
3: is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
7: You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock,
5: R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about community COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer.
6: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go.
1: With you here on midday Super Talk Mississippi. All right, so yesterday, Brett Baer had CDC Director Rochelle Walensky on the program, and uh, just listen to this uh, these questions.
3: Joining us now, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Dr. Walensky, welcome back Mm -hmm. to Fox News Sunday. Good morning. Good morning, Brad. Good to be with you. You know, We just heard about the U.S. Supreme Court currently deciding the fate of the president's vaccine mandates.
4: In the questioning, Justice Sonia Sotomayor made this statement. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, t- in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators.
3: Now... Th- we can find from Friday suggest there are fewer than 3,500 current pediatric hospitalizations from COVID-19. Is that true?
4: Yeah, but, you know, here's what I can tell you about our pediatric hospitalizations now. First of all, the vast majority of children who are in the hospital are unvaccinated. And for those children who are not eligible for vaccination, we do know that they are most likely to get sick with COVID if their family members aren't vaccinated. So the most important thing we can do for those children to keep them out of the hospital is to vaccinate them and to vaccinate their family members around them. Understood. But the number is not 100,000.
3: It's roughly 3,500 in hospitals now? It,
4: yes, there are. there, are, And in fact, what I will say is, while pediatric hospitalizations are rising, they're still about 15-fold less than hospitalizations of our older age, age demographics. Do
3: you have a number of children on ventilators?
4: Um, I do not have that off the top of my head, but what I can say is for the, I, I don't believe there are um, any in many of these hospitals who are vaccinated. So really, the highest risk of being uh, on a ventilator if you're a child is if you're unvaccinated. We also have recent data um, out just this week that's demonstrated that dangerous MISC syndrome that we're seeing in children, 91% protection if you've been vaccinated.
1: Wow. The stuttering and the stammering and the yeah, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm idealistic, right? Maybe I'm too presumptive, expect too much, too naive. It seems to me like when a judge makes a statement on the bench, a Supreme Court justice that's not just a little wrong, it's off by 96.5% makes that kind of false statement in what is a very important and critical case before them that the CDC director, who I think is charged with tracking this information and guiding government with respect to this public health matter, I don't know, picked a phone up and call her. You think they could probably figure out a way to connect? the CDC director, Supreme Court justice, and say, hey, Miss Justice, you got that wrong. We need to correct it. You could tell in that audio there's no intent, no desire on her part. Wanted to just focus on the shut up, sit down, take your jab. That's why it's not working. Just, why can't she just say, yeah, it's really unfortunate. I've talked to the, the Supreme Court justice. This is what I would have expected. And I've counseled with her that, you got that wrong, and we need to make a statement correcting that. Let, let's deal with the facts. Let's, let's rule, let's opine, which is what her job is as a justice, based on facts. And as you heard Pepper say, and I'm in agreement with him, That shouldn't even enter into the equation. That's not what the case is about. It's about whether or not the order is constitutional. Simple as that.
2: The CDC director also had to admit a little bit of data that seems like everybody else was aware of, but they finally admitted it yesterday, or actually I think it was this morning, that the majority of deaths due to COVID... Also involved a fair amount of comorbidity. Here's what she had to say.
4: The overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So, really, these are people who were unwell to begin with.
2: Yeah. So, four comorbidities.
1: And that, you know, that's that doesn't, of course, I, and I agree. And, and so, the problem with that is when you get the fear mongering and you get the gross exaggeration, then it's a problem. Because what threat it truly does pose gets diluted in that conversation because credibility is lost. And that's why it's, it's just a problem when people in government, at high levels of government, such as the CDC director, such as the Supreme Court justice, when you can't rely on them, for facts, and you can't rely on the data there to be consistent with the, the government's rules and, and the government's actions, it becomes a problem. And, and that's why so few people trust government and trust government on this matter. And I, like I said, I've yet to see any of them come forward and say, yeah, oh, we got that wrong. And this is what we're going to do to make sure and do a better job of communicating accurately and truthfully so that you're best prepared on how to deal with this. Anyhow, and and look, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, the justice appointed by President Trump, I thought she perhaps made the most sense of any of them which was, she just asked the question, and it's something Rhino, you and I have talked about on the program many times, when does this emergency end? You know, how many times have we said, since going back to 2020, okay, well, what are the, what are the gates, what are the thresholds, what are the, uh, what are the accomplishments, if you will, what's the environment have to look like for us to end this nonsense? And you you just can't get a straight answer. Well, here it is. We'll we'll be back to you later. And I and I think people just want to know, okay, well, what are the goals here? What's the end game? And so I thought that I thought it was prudent on her part to ask that question. When are we done with this emergency? A lot a lot of, of the argument has been on well, Congress failed to act. So two years from now, she says, do we have any reason to think that COVID will be gone or that new variants might not be emerging? And when then must OSHA actually resort to its regular authority and go through notice and comment and not simply be kind of doing it in this quick way, which doesn't afford people the voice in the process that they are otherwise entitled to? That's, I'm quoting there, uh, Justice Amy uh, Coney Barrett so I I thought that made as much sense as anything it is that and it's pretty clear that they're seizing upon this to control to rule to impose mandates and restrict almost to the point that they enjoy it that they relish in it that it makes them more relevant I can go do something and The idea that you're serving government, maybe you just don't do anything. That doesn't seem to cross many of their minds. I got to do something. I got to rule. I got to govern. I got to pass laws. I got to regulate. I got to order. No, you don't. Get the hell out of the way. Works pretty good when you do that. Man, I was reading this lengthy executive order over the weekend that biden issue you guys may not be aware of it but it's it's his efforts to address inflation and one of the things is he says people can't move around it's an anti-competitive this is crazy anti-competitive executive order now just that coming from the government seems like an oxymoron. The government's going <laughs> to Unless they're taking away regulation, right? But in this case, it was things like making it easy for you, for, for Americans, to transfer their bank account information to a new bank. Is that really keeping people from changing banks? Or is that is there such a problem with people... Feeling like they're getting ripped off by their bank? I signed up for an account through my phone over the weekend. It's
2: pretty easy, isn't it? Just got to stop by today and finish filling out the paperwork.
1: Well, he maintains, does President Biden, that if the fact that it's, I guess, a little tedious to transfer or that banks maybe don't have to transfer the information they've stored and recorded for you to a competitor... They want to force them to do that, that that would induce competition in the banking sector. I don't know. That's just one. It's
3: 70-page order. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 53. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 31. Your Tuesday brings sunny skies, high near 54. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 33. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
5: It's time to reserve the car you deserve at Bob Boyd Honda.
3: You probably
0: know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry.
5: But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams.
0: Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want.
5: Step one, come to Bob Boyd and test drive a car, truck, or SUV.
0: Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily.
5: Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy.
0: Come on to Bob Boyd Honda. Let's give you a deal. deal new year, new looks. If your room feels a little last year, Miss Kelly's is here to help. Get up to $300 off your purchase plus pay no money down and finance for 60 months so you can buy a lot and keep your payments budget friendly. Get three rooms of furniture for only $77 a month with discounts and financing. It's a new year and your new look is waiting for you at all Miss Kelly locations.
7: Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world famous comeback dressing and a gift card, the perfect gift every
10: time. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Regardless of your stance on vaccines, Representative Dan Eubanks thinks any time you can legally discriminate against someone, we should all be concerned. He'd like to see a ban on vaccine passports.
6: Probably the number one issue that I've dealt with over the last six months with uh, nurses and with uh, folks that have worked for businesses like Ingalls and all that that have government contracts and yeah. and just... I'm about to
11: lose my job, and I'm I'm having to go against my conscience or go against my faith or go against any of those things.
10: The Mississippi Veterans Home at Collins will hold an on-location job fair Thursday, January 13th from 9 to 2. They're looking for nursing professionals, housekeeping, social workers, drivers, and administrative hires. You can call 601-765-0403 for more information. I'm Kelly Bennett. Solutions.
0: Gerard Gibbert. It is on on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Day, Super Talk Mississippi, second week of 2022, and the national championship will be played tonight, Indianapolis, Indiana. An all-SEC affair featuring the Georgia Bulldogs, a rematch of the SEC championship. Oh yeah, and the Alabama Crimson Tide, which War, I haven't checked, but aren't the Crimson Tide underdogs? Believe they are.
2: What does Vegas know that we don't know, man? I don't know. Although the Bulldogs did look like a more complete team in their semifinal matchup.
1: They definitely did. And I want to say that um, they're fully, they've reported now they're fully healthy. All their players are available for action tonight. That may be weighing in on it. Maybe. Yeah. We shall see as the saying goes. Uh, Let's see. uh, Chris from Oxford about the golf ball shortage. And, you know, again, I'm not sure if it applies to all makes and models of golf balls, but the the practice balls that we have where I play golf, just four months, five months later, can't get them. That was shocking. Anyhow, Chris from Oxford, talking about the harvesting of the balls, says, I've seen them do that on hole number four at Ole Miss, at the Ole Miss golf course. Had a machine that was in there, and it put it in a big bag-type deal, about two times the size of a 55-gallon hefty bag. Wow. Big old bag. Offered him 100 bucks. Come on, Chris, you insulted him on that deal <laughs> for the whole bag, and he said that wouldn't even touch it. He said it was a $1,000 bag, and I don't know if that meant retail or what. I would have to pay, didn't ask. He wasn't scuba diving, but he was in there with chest waders on. <laughs> uh, yeah, hole number four, I can see that. Chris, what about the lake that borders – it was hole number one when I was in school up there playing it, the one with the slopes left to right down to the lake. It, it just ate golf balls. And it may be number 10 now. I know they've kind of swapped the nines up back and forth. That one was just full up. Hmm. George is the favorite – this is from Herschel – is the favorite per Vegas. They are a 2.5-point pick great show. Appreciate that, Herschel. Jimmy from Eden Alabama. Being the underdog means that all the money's coming in on them. Hmm. That's the way they handicap that, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, if maker, you think it
2: about it, sense. if you're the odds maker, you're trying to break even and take the, the juice. So, yeah. They, they want equal amounts of bets on both sides so that they can break even. Yeah. Makes sense. Or maybe not equal bets, but According to their calculations, what they would need to balance out.
1: It should be entertaining. Although, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to see a different matchup? First, it's all SEC. While that's good for the SEC, I'm not sure that's good for national viewership. And somebody shared with me yesterday. I haven't checked that the ratings for the the um, playoff games were way down, way below. And I wonder, again, if it's just the teams that are in there. A little bit of burnout. Yeah, and you think about the SEC now gaining Texas. And Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's like the SEC and the rest of the country. I don't know where that's going. That's why there's a big push to expand
2: the playoff. would make sense. Which, I mean, that was the push for a playoff, was to see more teams have a chance. With a four-team playoff, you've seen, what, seven? Eight teams yeah. buy for it. Yeah. With a a bigger playoff you have the potential for more teams to have a chance, but look at the semifinal matchups. Those were the top four teams according to the 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 group that makes those decisions and neither one of those are very close. Yeah.
1: I wonder if the ratings are down though, if if it's to some extent due to Bowl fatigue. I mean, there are like 43 bowls or something. And bowls, I guess, seem to have lost their luster as a reward or as an achievement. Because it's like, okay, who's not in a bowl? And, and maybe I'm exaggerating, but it just sure seems like that with so many.
2: Well that's the double edged sword of some someone like ESPN being in the content creation business. They they love having all of that content to air live games during bowl season. But there's a point where you get a
1: diminishing return.
2: Yeah. And I think we've we've gone past that
1: point. It S- seems like it. Carolyn Starkville says, heard over the weekend on the news that Omicron, another lab, news about Omicron, another lab study escape-related issue, I haven't seen anything on that. The only thing I've seen is this combination of Omicron and Delta that apparently has been identified in Cyprus and what that means, and they're, they're really I've seen no details about it in terms of its transmissibility and severity but just anecdotally it's amazing the number of folks that I have learned over the last 10 days that are infected Many of whom again or have been infected before so there's two things that I think come out of this what's happening now is that vaccines do not 100% prevent you from getting infected it does appear that they do prevent most people, the majority of people, from contracting serious illness. The other thing is natural immunity. That seems to be a fallacy as well, because many people I know, and it's that's being reported nationwide, it's not just in my orbit, that have been infected before have been infected again. I know one person three times. So I guess when you when it comes to making an allowance for natural immunity as opposed to being vaccinated as a protection, well, that seems to be off the table too. But the other thing I noticed, and again, this is just anecdotal, my friends, my contacts that have been reinfected, had a really serious bout of it the first go-round. I don't know if there's a relationship there, or if that's just a coincidence, if there's a connection. But it just seems like that's the case. The reinfected folks had a first case that was more serious. I don't know. But, I, you know, I wish these uh, these smart folks would say, I don't know sometimes. <laughs> and I know we've, we've beat that that point up a lot but it's true it's okay to say you know we learn and as we learn we we uh, we adjust we consume we analyze and we use that as input into our our guidance but it just like pepper said nobody ever wants to <laughs> admit they're wrong but i get it because our society seems to want to pounce on that, especially where politics are involved, right? You were wrong, you admitted it, rather than, no, they were honest. And that's that's where I think it gets upside down. There, You know, when you think about this, there's a poll recently that half the country feels like that the republic is in decline... And, and and we there's a possibility, they feel that it's possible that it could it, it is entering its demise, these United States as a republic. And I guess there's several things that you could look at as to how we got here, but one thing, and we gosh, we've said that a lot here on the show. I don't know how folks feel about this. When you constantly dwell on the pain of the past, and you're obsessed with that. And never talk about the potential and the opportunity in the present or the future. Uh, That's what I think is that is a factor. You're you're just, we're, we're going downhill because of something that happened, I don't know, over the last 200 years. And all you focus on in that period is everything bad. All the warts, all the stains. I heard a
2: police officer put it one way one time, it's really hard to drive while you're focusing on the rearview mirror.
1: Excellent uh, analogy. Totally true. Think about how we have evolved from a political perspective. The virtue in politics now is political theater and to be politically popular. We don't seem to consider what I think we should, which is character and integrity and capability. In fact, when we'll come back, there's lots of squawking coming out of uh, Vice President Harris about uh, how she feels like she's being treated <laughs> by the public, by the media. We'll share that with you when we come back. Stay with us.
13: to the Midday Agri-Market Report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack has announced the adjustment in school meal reimbursements to help schools continue to serve children healthy and nutritious meals. This move will put an estimated $750 million more into school meal programs across the nation, making sure federal reimbursements keep pace with food and operational costs while ensuring children continue to receive healthy meals at school. School lunch reimbursement rates usually do not increase during the school year. However, this year, due to the pandemic, USDA allows schools to benefit from the highest rates available, which are normally reserved for the USDA Summer Food Service Program. By law, the summer rates adjust for inflation annually in January. This adjustment is well-timed to ensure the purchasing power of schools keep pace with the cost of living. Schools receiving these reimbursements can stretch their operating budgets further. I'm Dixon Williams. This is a Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
4: Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and Benefits Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the ISOL platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Dear
8: Mississippi, It's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers and their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers.
4: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
4: Keep
12: rolling. 3, 2, 1.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. We are uh, so pleased you join us today. Lots of uh, folks weighing in here on the ceasefire text line. Final segment, of course, Super Talk Outdoors coming up next. Get to all that we can. Vanderbilt, the only SEC team not to go to a bowl. Wow. Yeah, so like I said, it just seems like it's kind of diluted the luster of going to a bowl. I understand. Of course, six games you're eligible is that right even less than that with the right apr
2: ah okay yeah right you can be five and seven and still play in a bowl game if
1: you have a high enough apr and there's an opening yeah so it just i just seem seems to me like it's just not as crowning an achievement especially when you like.
2: compare it to not that long ago in the grand scheme of things to where you could have a seven and five year which is a pretty good year yeah and not even get an
1: invite. I did Not even get a sniff. Yep. I don't know. Mac from Starkville, by the way, says, lab leak of Omicron was reported over the weekend on Fox News show, Waters World. Not known if any confirmation, but was reported. Appreciate that. I haven't seen anything else about that. I mean, at this point, anything's possible. Right? I've I'd,
2: seen a couple people trying to draw connections from disparate parts that didn't make a whole lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bo in Indianola says, "I've not changed anything since it started in 2020. Even when lockdowns came about, my wife and I went shopping and caught some good sales. But no COVID. I stayed working. I haven't worn a mask. I did get vaccinated to protect family members. Mainly, put my trust in Jesus. I've been great. You know, I I hear you, Bo. I think it's just my opinion. I think Jesus also expects us to." Use the uh, the brains and the tools he gave gave us to protect ourselves, and I think that medical science is part of that. And if medicine can help us stay healthy and and keep us from hurting others, I, I think uh, we should do that. That doesn't mean that you should uh, adhere to any sort of government mandates there. But I hear you, and so uh, I'm not in the camp that says, "Hey, you know." Uh, I'll pray to God, and God will take care of me, and I don't need to do anything from a medical perspective. I mean, if that were true, I guess nobody would die. It, it, I mean, disease is just a, a function of the nature that God built and made. And, you know, I... It can be argued as part of a fallen world. I agree. It uh, all went downhill when Adam ate the apple at that point, right? So... Yeah, it's just interesting. John and Hardeman, Tennessee, are the temperatures falling? They certainly did yesterday in the afternoon. I went out with short sleeves on, doing a little short game work at the course, and about two hours later, I was freezing when that wind shifted to the north. Um, Yeah, the early
2: week, long-term outlook has us, across the Magnolia State, having a chillier start to the week, but it should warm up a little bit by the weekend.
1: Yeah, that's what I saw as well. By the way, Thomas in Greenwood sent us a screenshot. says, uh, from the Mississippi State Department of Health, due to data processing delays, Monday's COVID-19 update will be published later than usual. We hope to have the latest information available this afternoon. Looks like you... uh, you push the ha-ha laugh emoji on that one, Thomas. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we'll see. Also, Thomas asks what, uh, what we're hearing about medical marijuana. I haven't heard anything this week yet. Uh, I did hear, uh, I guess, rumors is the best way, I think, to describe it, that there's ongoing discussions. Between the legislature and the governor's mansion and they're trying to hammer out the differences and get something done don't know where that's going at this point Uh, we are certainly watching it and paying attention to it and will report uh, whatever we know no question about it Um, let's see yeah there was a statement about vaccines not preventing one from getting it you know and i I never was uh, on board with 100%, and neither were the folks that make the vaccines. I mean, fairly, and what they said was protect. I don't think their 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 guidance issued about them was you absolutely won't get infected. That's what the dumb president said. I'm just going to call him dumb because it was dumb to say that. It was It was just not smart to say that, and so. Will he come forward to the American people like we've been talking about during the program today and say, hey, guys, I got that wrong? No, instead, he doubles down on it and scolds and admonishes and lectures and talks down. Just won't. And he said he was going to shut it down. Where are we on that? I mean, it's just not smart. By the same token, Donald Trump should not have said on the campaign trail, I'm going to eliminate the deficit and retire all the debt. Shouldn't have said that either. So we call it like we see them here. Balls and strikes right down the middle. I hope you appreciate that.
2: Politicians telling campaign promises they have no business
1: keeping. <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> Time for a Super Talk Outdoors coming up next. Rhino and I will be with you tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.